because I started in social media ads years ago. People will say, we tried social media ads, it didn't work. And I'll say, okay, that's like saying you tried fishing and fishing didn't work. No, and you have to go at the right time with the right equipment, with the right bait for the right fish. You have to have all of these things in place. And chances are, if you go out there and try to do it on your own without any experience, like you're going to have less opportunities to catch fish than if you do it with a professional fishing guide. How do you grow and scale your business while avoiding entrepreneur poverty? Hi, I'm Buzz and I've spent over 20 years marketing for entrepreneurs just like you. I've learned there's no one secret to success, but a series of strategies to help business owners scale at will. On this podcast, we uncover invaluable insights that successful entrepreneurs and industry experts use to profitably scale businesses. Welcome to You Are Buzzworthy. Do you think that the process of digital marketing sucks? Maybe you think that it's overcomplicated. Worse yet, you don't even know where to start. Can you relate? I mean, I know that I've been around it a long time and there's parts of it I still think are too complex. So what if there was a simpler way to approach digital marketing? What if I told you that I have a friend who wrote a book on how to do just that? You'd be excited, right? Well, this is your lucky episode because I have my friend Jake Zufelt to talk with me about this very subject. Jake is the owner of Height Digital in Eugene, Oregon, and he specializes in simplifying the complexities of digital marketing. After spending 10 years as a pastor and working with nonprofit organizations, Jake started working in marketing to help business owners streamline their marketing methods and control their momentum. His experience has led him to write his Amazon best-selling book, Digital Marketing Sucks, A Practical Guide for Frustrated Business Owners. Welcome to the show, Jake. Buzz, thanks so much for having me. That's awesome. You are on cloud nine right now. You just released your book. It went Amazon bestseller. You Zoomed by some of the people you've read for years. How does that feel? It feels amazing. And it happened on my birthday, which just nice. like, it made it even, even cooler. But I won't lie. I am so tired. I'm literally <laughs> drinking two shots of espresso right now while we're on this call. Cheers to you, sir. I was thinking Cheers. maybe a white Russian and, but okay. I'll, it I'll does look like that. And <laughs> I have been accused of that before. I didn't say it was a good pastor. I just like Jesus. They kept me around for a while. So it's all good. It's man. 10 a.m. local when we're recording this at you and you're in Eugene, Oregon. So that means it's 8 a.m. in the morning. You congratulations oh, yeah. for getting up here and Thank having you. the energy you have. Thank now, the funny you. thing is, is that we both lived in Alaska for a very long for time. For a long time. Yes. So how old a lot of people you? have lived in Alaska? You know what I mean? And you find out they were there. Like, oh, I was there for like two summers. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, that's not. Living. You were there for how long? 17 years. Yeah. And I was there for 18 plus additional summers coming back in college. That's when you know you've been there a while. Exactly. And yeah. that's funny. And, and you and I are both in a mastermind together, digital marketing mastermind. We're always yep. learners. We're great learners. And we have very similar slogans as far as simplifying digital marketing. Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to have you on here. Most people know you won't hear a lot of marketers on my no, show because we talk worse. about business, all the other things other than marketing because everybody gets so sucked up in marketing and they forget, yeah. oh, there's this business to run over there. But your book, I love it because 
it, it reminds me of like the prologue to my book where it was like, I simplifies the strategy. You're simplifying the rest of the process through your process here. So let's dive in with a question here. Why do you think digital marketing is considered by most to be so darn complex? It is constantly changing. And those that aren't in the digital marketing space all day, every day might think like, oh, look, a new platform. Like, oh, TikTok just showed up or whatever. Those of us that are in it know that like literally three weeks ago, Meta laid off 11,000 employees and it overnight changed certain things within Facebook and Instagram that affected KPIs, that affected the ability to get stuff approved, whatever it is. I mean, the same thing goes for Google, right? Google is a monster. And, and you and I have talked about this all, offline a little bit. I make fun of digital marketing and especially marketers. Marketers are the worst. They drive me crazy. And part of digital marketing sucks is literally a shot at the industry. It is a shady industry. It is such a shady industry. And so I, I joke about it all the time. It's marketers and realtors are my two favorite groups of people to make fun of. I absolutely love it. <laughs> ah, that's hilarious. And it, it is so complex. It's constantly changing. I have kids come to me all the time. Hey, I'm going to college. I want to go study marketing. And I go, no, for the love of God, don't do it. Oh, my. I said, because number one, I said, the curriculum, I guarantee, is not up to date because of what it takes to get that approved anyways for university. Mm -hmm. Number two, by the time you get out, like it's going to be totally different anyways. Right. Totally different anyways. And so don't waste your time. So it's constantly changing. The amount of time that you have to spend to stay up to date for the average business owner is completely unreasonable. No, I, I get that. There's so many layers. Like each of the layers themselves can be broken down pretty simply. But for people to just even understand like which layer they should be paying attention to does right. create such a complexity. I would push back a little bit on the college. Now, granted, <laughs> I was in the Air Force for 10 years. And so I got a GI Bill. And when it was running out, they're like, hey, by the way, use it or lose it. I'm like, well, I earned right. it. Might as well get it, right? So I thought, just like a lot of people came to you and said, hey, listen, I'm going to go get my marketing degree. I'm like, I've had this marketing business for a couple of years. Maybe I should get a degree in it too, right? Like I, I probably learned some things because oh, I wasn't formally trained. I was like school of hard knocks, right? <laughs> I get into two classes and like the first class, I'm reading this book and it's like the five S's or the five P's, right? And I'm like, this is stupid. This is not what marketing is about. <laughs> and I'm like, I go to my counselor. I'm like, can I change my major? He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. So let's do like small business management. That's and what I would This is an entrepreneurship, yes. which has a lot of marketing yes. in it. I it got my degree in English communications. There you go. It's another means, great one means, in business. To be fair, which means I don't actually know anything. But, but I you know how to communicate it. I can communicate really <laughs> clearly how little I actually know. <laughs> there you go. And that's okay. That's how we learn, right? Yeah, I exactly. love that though. I also think that marketers themselves in general like to overcomplicate things as part of job security. Yes. Thank you. That's <laughs> you know thousand percent true. I told you marketers are the worst. The number of times that I've gotten a new client and I'm like, hey, can you give me access to like Google Tag Manager or like analytics? And right. they come back and say, oh, my previous agency said that's proprietary information. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, there's no, no your way previous agency true. was a snake oil salesman and they yeah. don't want you to see what they're not doing. <laughs> yes, I completely agree with that statement. It gets overcome. And again, this is the irony of my statement. It is complex. And yet marketers overcomplicate it 
even take more advantage so. of business owners. Oh, I totally do. Yes. In my book, I even tell people, I was like, if you want Google ads or uh, Google analytics, I'll just do it for you for free. Like, I don't think that people should have to pay for a Google analytics to be connected to their website and be, and then just be able to look at the numbers. Yes, right. I've you done don't even have to understand thing. all of them, but at least look at it and go, Oh, I'm getting traffic. That's kind of cool. I wonder what else I could learn here. I've said the same thing. I'm like, if you need your Facebook pixel, if you need your new TikTok, whatever, like let's hop on a Zoom call. It'll take me five minutes and it'll take you a couple hours. So like, let's just do it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I have my ways of helping people understand that I'm not the, let's make it super complex so that you don't know what I'm doing kind of guy. What are some tactics that you're utilizing or how do you frame the conversation? Because as we're both talking about, you know, how all these snake oil guys and how complex everything is, but we both own digital marketing agencies, yeah. right? So I'm I'm the anti-agency agency, right? You're the marketing sucks agency, right? I love that, right? We're, we're the uh, what are the what is it called in the hero um, anti-heroes, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so how do you frame the conversations that help people? become at ease in approaching this subject that you've admittedly said can be overcomplicated. Yeah. The phrase I use all the time with people is I say, look, you can know as much or as little as you want to about what's going on. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, how cool do you want to be at parties by the end of our conversation? That's what I always tell people is I go, (laughs) this can get incredibly nerdy. So just yesterday I had a call. We have a client in Maryland. Um, I work with a ton of escape room companies, which is a really really unique niche. And I mean, everything that they have, and I tell them this from day one, I said, everything you have online, you own. And that's the first thing we do is make sure you have ownership of everything. So I say, in that case, if you have any questions, like we're an open book. And so he had a question about his social media ad account. I opened it up and he just asked these amazing questions. And I just walked through every single thing. What is that? What's the learning stage mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? And I go, here you go. He's like, that's fascinating. I had no idea. I've run these for years. I had no idea what that meant. Like, absolutely. So again, it's just like, ask the little question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I like that. I I do a consultative style. Like I don't sell people. Nine times out of people attend the Red Center is like, the clients asking, or the, the, the I would probably call him a prospect at that point. But when somebody reaches out to me and says, "Hey, what does it look like to work with Buzz?" By the time we get done with the conversation, they, they're asking me, "What's the next step?" Yes, right. And I, I think that. that that's really important. And I bring this up because I think it's important for the listeners to hear that we're not all snake oil salesmen. We're not all just trying to get the next sale. There are a bunch of us out here that are doing the work that actually moves revenue needles. And if your current person is running your stuff is not moving revenue needles, you got to find somebody else. I don't care how much you you love them. You just got to find it. You don't feel if there's a trust gap, this is where we see some of the the biggest issues Mm -hmm. is if there's a trust gap and you're questioning what they're doing, like that's usually a sign you need to either ask the hard questions. It doesn't mean you have to abandon them, but ask the hard questions or just move on. And, and you can even ask a simple question. What return on investment have I gotten from my marketing this year? Sure. And if they're not worried about their integrity and they've been working hard at it, right. they're going to tell you, well, we haven't yet. And this is why. And this is what we're doing to fix it. Yep. Marketing isn't... You, you'll agree with me on this. It's not plugging in a quarter and getting um, a quarter and a nickel out. 
right? It's not guaranteed ROI every time we no. get in there, right? Sometimes we spend money to make money, and other times we're, we're spending money in marketing to learn things and, and get us closer to making money. Absolutely. Right? It's like fishing. I tell people that all the time. It's oh, like fishing. Love it. Because I started in social media ads years ago. People will say, we tried social media ads, it didn't work. And I'll say, okay, that's like saying you tried fishing and fishing didn't work. Right. You didn't like, catch anything that day. No, and you have to go at the right time with the right equipment, with the right bait for the right fish. You have to have all of these things in place. The chances are, if you go out there and try to do it on your own without any experience, like you're going to have less opportunities to catch fish than if you do it with a professional fishing guide. I totally agree. At, yeah. at, take it even one step further. I mean, being from Alaska, you can talk about salmon fishing. Exactly. You can have all the right gear at the right time of day. But if there's not a school running by you, you ain't yeah. catching anything. Right time. You're beating right, water. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All you yeah. are is just drinking beer on the side of the river. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If you're if you're lucky enough to have a beer in your in your waders for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. But we are in this realm of combat fishing, right? And yeah. there's so many fishermen on there. If you've never fished in Alaska, what we're talking about is people shoulder to shoulder on the bank of a river casting at the same time back and forth from two to yeah. 10, two to 10 until <laughs> some Yahoo with a fly rod decides he wants to get one on with six pound test trying to catch a 30 pound fish in a river that's rushing at 25 miles an hour. And then everybody's got to take their pole out and wait for him to stop playing. Yes. That that's, that's how I feel digital, digital marketing. marketing. You just <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. That is a great so analogy. What are the three practical things? Get just three, because we, we only have so much time that we could do to simplify how we approach digital marketing. Absolutely. And the book Digital Marketing Sucks is it's gonna give you some practical steps here, as it says in the title. They're gonna be categorical because I am obsessed with your foundation of your online presence. And I believe that this has been the pitfall of a lot of digital marketing efforts is they tried to build a house on top of a crappy foundation. And so all of a sudden it didn't work. And I go back and look at it and go, holy smokes, you don't have, you don't have anything integrated the way it needs to be. Preach, brother. You don't preach. have anything integrated. <laughs> Keep going. And, and so I would say we only want to talk practical. And this is like the least sexy chapter of the book, but I'm trying to like make it sexier. And I talk to my graphic designer, like, how do we make the cover of this chapter sexier? You want to solve a ton of your problems. Know your freaking logins. Just know your logins for everything. I'm talking every Google service, all your social media accounts, because here's what people don't realize in the digital marketing space. Access equals ownership. I don't care that you started the business and you own the business. If you don't have access to it, you don't own it. And if you want to try to prove that you own it, good Look, I've seen the craziest stuff from Google and from Meta asking for like the documentation of like when you bought the business for talking about like your state filing to prove you own it. And most of the time you never get the accounts back. No, it's very, very difficult. I have seen hundred million dollars in assets for property companies almost lose their business because they didn't have access to their domain. Okay. Right. So you want to like massively affect your ability to do digital marketing? Just misplace all your logins. No, I've seen it. We've worked with it. We get the same people, you know, it's like so and so, or 
Even worse, the person who was running your ads or managing your accounts was doing it on their own managers. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Right. This is again, my whole point is like, we wanna make sure you own your online presence. That's what I'm talking about. That's a question no one asks. But some people to go into it not knowing that they're not building their, say their ad account for Google ads on their own ad account. Right. Like that, I just had a client come on board yesterday who was basically saying, oh no, actually the other guy just ran it through his account. He said it'd yeah. be easier. That's the word. Everybody loves to hear that, the easier. Right. Because why? Because digital marketing sucks and because right. it's complex. So the easier <laughs> way to do it, I'll just run off my ad account. And then mm -hmm. I've seen literally marketing agencies hold ad accounts ransom or websites ransom and require people to pay for it. Why? Right. Because there's nobody that is like monitoring this. There's no regulatory system that says no. you can't do that. No, it's the wild, wild it's west. The wild west, man. <laughs> so you just threw a huge tr truth bomb on owning all of your assets and having access to all your assets. Have a Google Sheet and have everything listed down there, down to how your email is set up. I don't know how many yeah. times people are like, I don't know how my email even runs. It's like, know where that's hosted because it's being hosted somewhere, yeah. right? In onboarding, I talk about it in the book. Absolutely where your website is hosted, where your DNS records are managed, where your domain is registered, where your website is built. Those are all different things. There's yeah. like four different things. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that would be number one, I would say, that you got you to pay attention to. There's an, here's another one that I, I love to talk about this, and I think this gets taken out of context all the time. Um, for years, we've talked about in marketing, like who's your client avatar? Who's your mm -hmm. ideal audience? Who's your mm -hmm. target audience? Blah, blah, blah. I'll give the escape room industry as an example, okay? Target audience who walks through the door and, I, and I'm on a call with a brand new escape room and they're running their own ads. And I say, well, okay, who do you want? Oh, we want people, you know, we want people in their early 20s that are interested in gaming and games and puzzles and, and role-playing games and things like that. And I go, okay, awesome. So let me look at your targeting. And I go look at it and they've defined their, well, I, re I refer to this as your assumed client avatar. Right. I these are the people, okay? And the digital world is different. Who engages with your advertisements in the digital world may not be the person walking through your business door. So you have a digital client avatar and you have your assumed client avatar. You want to know who, who reacts and responds to event-based companies? It's women ages 35 to 55. Are they the ones walking to the door? Not necessarily, but why are they the ones that actually click on it? Because they're the planners. They're the ones who make those decisions for family members, for corporate events, right? You have like the office manager is, is typically female and you have to start understanding who it is online. And this is why having your analytics connected is so freaking important is you have to go on there and see who am I actually targeting with my advertisements? that is going to actually pay me money right? versus who's the person walking through the door who I thought was the one that paid money, but not. And so my point is, sometimes it's the same. Sometimes it's the same person. Oftentimes it's not. So you have to understand, again, from an analytic, from a nerdy standpoint, for a lot of business owners that look at this and go like, that's just nerdy stuff. Yeah, but that's what makes money. There, there's someone here in Oregon, and I'll give him a shout out. His name is Tyler Lake, and, and he's a marketing agency owner. And he said, great marketing is boring marketing. And I love that line because he goes, no, he goes, most of the time we're sitting around is looking at analytics, trying to figure out what the next movement is. And it's really boring, but it's what actually makes money.
It is. It is. So I think that understanding your perfect persona, some people call avatars, whatever it is, your ideal client, right? In my book, we talk about ARCP, average revenue per client, right? Yes. Love that. How do you get there? Only talk to your ideal client, right? right? So why don't you share an action item that our listeners can take in the next week to get more clarity on their ideal client? I would say this, you have to understand what you enjoy about digital marketing and what you absolutely hate. Because some of you are going to hear what Buzz just said about trying to figure out your ideal client and you're going to cringe because you have zero interest in doing that. And so digital marketing should not, and I don't believe it was ever intended to be a one man show. It has way too many facets to it. And so you need to understand, you want to make a big action step in clarifying your digital marketing and being able to control your momentum. You have to figure out what you are willing to do and what you absolutely have to hand off. And whether that is someone who's in-house, whether that's somebody who you are outsourcing to, if you want to make a huge step in this, you have to start segmenting your digital marketing and giving control of it to different people while you, as the business owner, are the one who's responsible for overseeing that. And that's what you signed up for. <laughs> whether you like it or not, that's what you signed up for. And so I would encourage you, you know, you can hire a CMO, you can hire a fractional CMO and give that responsibility, but there's got to be someone that has their eyes looking at the entire picture all of the time. So make a list. What do I enjoy doing? What am I actually good at? What is worth my time? And then will I get a return on investment? Those are those four questions you have to answer to figure out the rest of it. You heard Jake. You need to make sure you're spending time where your time is best spent. Delegate everything else. Trust but verify. Make it your business working for you and not the other way around. If you liked what you heard today, make sure you have subscribed to the show. And as always, all of Jake's links are in the show notes. Until next time, stay buzzworthy. 